Welcome to Jason and the Movie Nuts. I'm Jason Sachs. I'm Carlos Rodella. And we are continuing our Marvel cast viewing of all the Marvel movies in sequential order, as if they were one giant graphic novel. And we just watched Black Widow. Yes, I've been waiting for this for a while. So I was telling you offline, I kind of didn't like it as much as I thought I would. And then I went back and rewatched it. And I think I've just swayed by the, the internet trolls. Oh, really? Because the parts of this movie that were good were really freaking good. I know. <laughs> As I was trying to tell you when we were talking about this before the podcast, I said, uh, I just, it was one of my favorite Marvel experiences because it feels like a self-contained movie, which we've talked about before. A uh, few on this list that we're going through feel like that. Um, and this one really feels like that to me. And that's why maybe I enjoyed it more in the mm -hmm. beginning. Because, you know, the, the background make is important enough, but you don't need to know that this happens during Civil War. You just need to know she's on the run and looking to, to kind of make her way in the world. And like the parts of the very beginning with Thunderbolt Ross and trying to take her down inside what we think is the like the Port Authority terminal or something. And she fakes them out or like, really? Sorry, sorry. Before we get going, there will be spoilers. This is a new movie. I know a lot of people haven't seen it yet because they don't want to spend the money to see it. So there will be spoilers in this podcast. If you don't want this movie spoiled, turn this off now. Yeah, and go rent it. Or go see it in the theater. I guess it's still out. I don't know. Okay, so with that, uh, like it's got little nods to continuity. And at the end, it goes back into continuity. But it's like this little island outside of continuity for the rest of the movie. That's a perfect way to say it, because the beginning is the continuity. And again, if you know, because we know we just watched the movie, basically, like we just recently watched in the timeline why she's on the run, right? Mm -hmm. Like we get it. She violated the Sokovia Accords, which was just created, I think, in the last movie we right. watched. Which we so, agreed make a lot of sense now that we watched everything in order, like taking that out of context didn't make any sense to me but that's yeah but like to your point after that's over uh that kind of intro it doesn't matter it's like she's just on the run and she's gonna meet up with it's her sis sister right mm -hmm. yeah it's her sister because of the very very beginning and then they're well, gonna have her, like this kind of her kind of sister right yeah her family her makeup made up family sister mm -hmm. i have a lot to say about that when we get to that well let's um let's kind of jump and start there because the very beginning of the movie is in the past and it's about her and her sister and this family in quotes. And I thought it was very interesting because again, similar to like self-contained movie idea, it doesn't feel like a Marvel movie. It just feels like, I don't know. I felt like stranger things or something, or, you know, like a, a drama with some action. Harbor. Yeah. Well, cause he's in it, of course. Yeah. <laughs> but it just felt like, you know, a drama with some like action stuff in it. And then, you know, uh, flash forward to the end of it when they're there on the run, the family's on the run, and all of a sudden they get separated. The kids have to go, you know, be taken away. And I just felt like that was so harsh, like mm -hmm. so incredibly dark. And I guess I wasn't expecting that. And then they had that great, like, music comes in and really interesting collage of like talking about all these women who are assassins, basically trained at from early age. And all that's the how they're black widows. Yeah, yeah, she Scarlet just happens to be the or Natasha ends up just happens to be the greatest of the of the Black Widows. Right. But the girl that was with her wasn't her real sister either, then, right? No. 
Yeah. So the, none, no, none of them were family. It was just like a, a ruse. Mm-hmm. And just, then they're, it's kind of like the Americans. They were just plants in the country. Right. And then they had to go back. And by the way, David Harbour just immediately, or I'm sorry, Alexi, is that right? Alexi? Mm-hmm. Uh, he immediately just like sells off the kids, like has no like heart, you know? Uh, it seems just, it seemed pretty intense quickly. Like, no, it's okay. You'll be fine. And they're like crying and screaming. So you're a huge Nirvana fan. What did you think of that cover of Smells Like Teen Spirit? And did you think it made sense in context? Yeah, I, I, that's, I think that's why I was like, oh, and that great music. And now you just reminded me that it was the Teen Spirit cover. I like it when it's done well. I think that's a really cool version. Um, yeah, I think it made sense. I don't know if it the lyrics, you know, line up, but the feeling was like this kind of angst, right? And this kind of frustration, I think is mm-hmm. what they were trying to do. But then we jump back to the present and uh, Natasha. 20 years later. Yeah. And then she meets her sister again in quotes. And they have the the fight that I thought was ridiculous. Like they don't need to fight each other like that. Just to be like, we're really okay with each other, but we're going to like almost kill each other. You're skipping over uh, a part that I really enjoyed. What? So we get the intro and then we get the montage that you were talking about. And then we see the Black Widow basically fake out Thunderbolt Ross, William Hurt. Oh, yeah, right. He sends all his agents in to try and attack her as what he thinks is like a public, uh, it was like Grand Central Station or something. Mm -hmm. I just called it the bus depot. I think it's Grand Central Station. And it turns out that she's thousands of miles away in Norway, uh, trying to live this quiet life out in the country in Norway. So the Sokovia Accords and her defiance of the Sokovia Accords have caused her to be a runaway. Yeah. And we talked before about how much I love the virtual travel we get in these movies. And this movie takes us to a bunch of really interesting looking places. That Norwegian coastline that she's on is spectacular. Yeah. Yeah. And she has that little buddy too, who like gets her stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, I forgot his name and what the actor was, but he shows up and he'll like uh, help her on the run and get her, you know, vehicles and stuff like that. Um, yeah. It is like all over. What was it? I think his name is Mason. Okay. Yeah, then, it does go all over. And then that's when she goes to another location to meet her, in quote, sister. Yeah, not just some other weird location. Budapest, right? Budapest, like, I've yeah. never see, really seen pictures of Budapest. It looks like a really interesting city. Yeah. Again, it's virtual tour, like you said. And again, most of this is like on location. They're not like, when did they film this, by the way? Because it's, you know, they did go yeah. a lot of places. It had to be before the pandemic. But yeah, it does a great job of like bringing these places to life. Yeah, totally. Uh, I dig that. I don't, like I said, don't dig the fight. I don't know why they need to fight each other, but whatever. Show they're both strong. We got it. <laughs> but I love yeah. that, by the way. I love that actress, and I love um, her character. Florence Who am I Pugh? thinking of? Yes. Uh, what's her name in the movie? Her name is Yelena. Yelena. So Yelena is going to be a star now. Like, not just the actress, but like that character. Uh, flash forward to the end of the movie, they're obviously like, setting her up to be a new character with a whole story arc she'll be an avenger yeah she's cool I well, really she's like going to be a main character in the hawkeye tv series i think she's probably going to be the nemesis oh right yeah because literally the ending is of talking about hawkeye so yeah um i again i didn't take the notes like i normally do for this for this one um i forgot what happens but next. She's, a, she's a shakespearean actress she played 
in King Lear as one of the sisters. So this is a woman who can legitimately act. Well, yeah, really you could tell it. that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the camera just, yeah, you're just like drawn to her, you know? And also I like, oh, this is another thing. You know me and what makes a good movie for me is comedy mixed with the action. And she's the comedy, like most of the time. Like everything's going to shit. And she's like, really? You guys are bickering about this? Well, she brings a whole other element of Natasha out that we haven't seen before. Yeah, well, Natasha she challenges tends her. to be really serious and, yeah. and intense about everything. But there's something about, you know, being with your family where you can cut up and be yourself a little more. And we really saw that, like in the scenes in the car where she's like, I love this jacket. It's got all these pockets in it. Don't you love it too? And you just see this kind of teasing that they probably did each other when they were eight and six or something. And they did on set too. I think I heard like the, the actresses, both of them were like, you know, having fun with each other too, like just joking around and she makes fun of her pose, which is awesome. Yes. That's yes. like the best. Much later on in the movie, she uses the pose and she has a look on her face like, Oh, now I get it. Damn it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, also kind of just kind of do a quick summary of the style. Um, we meet uh, the dad, Harbor, uh, Alexi, whatever you want to call him. But his other name is Red Guardian, his superhero Guardian. name. And he was in prison. And I thought that was pretty rough. He broke the guy's hand. And it just it makes you not want to like the character because that's a pretty mean thing to do. But he's a badass. You're saying like he's Mr. Badass and he's in prison. So they kind of show that. Uh, and then obviously we, um, I forgot again, all the order of this i watched this like two weeks ago natasha and yelena need to free him from jail so they can seek out right. the red room and get revenge on the people who made them into black widows right and as we find out sterilize them and basically screwed up their entire lives yeah basically this is the part where like the family part enters the movie which is why i was like really excited about the second act basically because the nemesis is like you just said the idea of black widows being created like that's mm -hmm. the real bad guy there is an old white dude who reminded me of harvey weinstein for some reason like just the gross guy who like is terrible to women is just a monster and i hate that most of this movie he's untouchable which just made me so mad mm -hmm. but so that's on one corner if you're doing like a boxing fight on one corner we have him and the taskmaster and this, you know, antidote that people are trying to get, essentially. Yeah, we really so didn't can... talk about the Taskmaster at all. Well, I'll, I'll do it right now. Okay. Um, and so that's the, that's the enemy, right? The, or the, the kind of uh, issue with the movie is that people are trying to get the antidote so that they can free these Black Widow women uh, who are all, you know, just doing crazy things, by the way. This is the first time I think I realized the scope of what a Black Widow agent can do. Because mm -hmm. he's like, they rule the world. And I was like, whoa. But yeah, Taskmaster is his daughter who got hurt in an explosion uh, because Natasha, you know, Natasha blew up a bomb or let a bomb blow off or something like that. Which is in another location we didn't even mention in Nairobi. Yeah, but this is a while ago. That was the, the past, too. Does that, yeah. Is that in this movie, too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they kind of just show that at some point. But we get brought into the present. And again, there's this uh, really, really very very skilled warrior called the taskmaster uh, who i think shows up in other movies later on i think that's no. the first time we've seen taskmaster yeah i think that she might show up one more time in a, another movie coming okay. up 
But anyways, so yeah, we learned that she's the the uh, a creepy guy's daughter, and she didn't die, but she got like disfigured kind of, and she became this true warrior agent for revenge, and she's mad, obviously. So that's who she is. She um, has the ability to copy anyone else's moves and yes. learn from them immediately. So when you're fighting them, you're like fighting a mirror. You're fighting yourself. But the, here's the real thing. The, the reason I like this movie, those are all things. Those are all set pieces. It's not even the strongest villain. You know, we talked before about how it, a big villain in these Marvel movies can be great or can be bad. This one really doesn't have one. It just has like a system. You know, it's like they're, they're fighting the system. But why I like it is because the family dynamic, which we've alluded to a bunch. You have Melena or Melina. Yelena. Uh, yeah, Melina, and she's the mother. Oh, Melina's the mom. Yelena yeah. is Florence Pugh. And so you have Alexi, Melina, or Melena, and you have the two girls, you know, and they're like this little makeshift family that know they're not a family, but there's just so much good comedy and drama within that well, that when it they, feels like. Yeah, when they crash land their helicopter after freeing their dad, their dad, and air quotes, right? This is all yeah. air quotes. When they crash the helicopter after freeing their dad, they go to Melina's house in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And uh, the best parts of the movie are when the four of them just together, again, just being like a family, cracking on each other and having fun together. And like, you can see these, this is more than just an assignment for any of them. This is like, there was, there was genuine like affection between them all. They yeah. are like a family. Yeah. I remember uh, David Harbour keeps, sings that song at some point and makes, uh, Yelena, is that right? Smile. Mm -hmm. And so, and then, yeah, that's like goes for a while. And then at some point, you know, we got to get back to action. So they do a secret uh, mission into the base of this creepy guy and Drake go Hall. to try to get the antidote. Yeah. yeah and then that's a flying citadel thing. It's a flat's right. How has he escaped this whole time? Why, where is he? Well, he's flying in, above the clouds in a, in a city thing no one's ever heard of this guy who's got thousands of henchmen working for him and this flying thing never comes down to get fuel uh somehow yeah wait a minute all the time has i always wonder like this is my big joke about like star wars too like who kidders the death star like nice like where did the where do the people go to eat like even clones need to eat right yeah import exports what's going on right suppose you have a desk chair that breaks on you where do you get one from you know, uh, office specs doesn't deliver to like a floating citadel. So well, and also it has to get there. And they said they, they lead in saying like, oh, and that's how they escaped uh, radar. I think it'd still show up on radar. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. it's not like in outer space, truly, right? It was like in the clouds. I don't think that's unradarable. And they don't exploit that whole thing as much as they should either. It's not, a, yeah, it's not unradarable. I like that. Yeah. Because uh, like, Aside, the very ending is, is all these kind of battles and chases in the clouds is, you know, again, spoilers, gosh, uh, Elaine and Natasha destroy the flying citadel. But like, aside from that, like, it could be anywhere. It could be in Siberia for all that matters, really. Yeah. Oh, and in that uh, huge, crazy explosion thing, which, you know, I'm never the biggest fan of, just reminds me of which just recently with uh was it civil war or something where they were like on a they're on another ship and it was exploding and stuff um i just don't care for that kind of thing but 
at that and in the middle of it they did blow up that old creepy guy uh in mm-hmm. the helicopter which that's what i'm just gonna call him that not as really okay. okay and uh he does he definitely did die because they showed it like blow up um and then taskmaster black widow like like befriended her kind of and said hey let's not fight yeah they should have had a dance off <laughs> nice and then yeah the very post post credit scene we get um Julia Louise Dreyfus as Contessa. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Contessa. And she's talking with Yelena about going to get Hawkeye, which is bullshit because she's lying to her again. Like everyone lies in this damn Marvel universe. Yeah, I just don't like her in a dramatic role, but whatever. I don't either, actually. I don't either. Uh, and was that the only post credit? I, like, I think. Yeah. Like you yeah. always talk about, like, she's one of those people, Julia Louis Dreyfus is like, I can't see her as anyone other than herself, right? And even when she was on Veep, like she was Julia Louis Dreyfus playing that character as opposed right. to, you know, or Elaine character, yeah. or just Elaine as Seinfeld's Elaine. Yeah, or it's just Elaine doing this role or whatever. But anyway, we're going off on another tangent. So overall, I very much like the movie. Again, in the moment, I, I wanted uh, a new Marvel thing. It wasn't like my, it wasn't like number one on my list of like, I always wondered what happened with Natasha. Like, mm-hmm. you know, that wasn't my thing, but because it was produced awesomely, uh, like you said, the locations did help because it really did make it more of a world travel movie too. And because I like David Harbour and that family dynamic and the new actress, I just really liked this as like a standalone movie a lot. I think I still do. Give it your rating. I think I'm going to give it an eight. Yeah, I think I agree with an eight. But the ending was weak. All the parts, the last half hour of the movie, so freaking generic. Right. But all the stuff before it was just so entertaining. And even the locations, like you said, were just really filmed well. Um, I'm not 100% sure I got my $30 worth watching it on Disney Plus Premium or whatever the hell that's called. Yeah, but it was really entertaining. Yeah, I'm I'm flirting with eight point five, but I think, like you said, it's almost like the last third of the movie is that explosion fest, you know, and there's nothing of value to me in that thing, you know. Besides, uh, Yelena dropping down and doing the pose, I thought it was funny. But yeah, I think I'm going to stick with eight. It seemed like the director was basically said, told, okay, you're going to film seventy five percent of a movie. The rest of it's just going to be done by by numbers. It's just it's the last third is going to be a Marvel movie and just deal with that. But you get all the good stuff before that. Now, you know, it'd be interesting to do, especially after this whole podcast series is over. Wait, did you give it an eight two? Yeah. Okay. So two eights is I wonder how many are ready. And I wonder how many at the end of the the series will be standalone movies truly. Because like you said, I think almost all the ones we've watched that felt like that at, at points have still added a section of it that was Marvel movie, right? That, so that's a great segue because our next movie is Spider-Man Homecoming. Mm. And when I saw that several years ago, my big complaint is that it wasn't enough of a standalone. It's too connected. Mm. So I'm going to say the I'm going to give that movie... A six. Remind me, is that something one where they go to Europe or something, right? 
No, that's the next one. The next Spider-Man. Far from home. That's far from home. Far from home. Yeah. Homecoming. He's just well, obviously home in New York, right? Exactly. I forgot Uh, that one for some reason, but I did remember I liked it better than Far from Home, which everybody said Far from Home was better, but I didn't like that as much. Um, Yeah, I don't know what I'm going to give that one. I mean, I think a six or seven probably sounds right. Okay. Where can people find you? Uh, TikTok and Instagram. Instagram, it's a lot of things. And TikTok, a lot of things comedy. And if you enjoyed this pod, please subscribe and leave us feedback on iTunes. Thank you. Thank you.